No, it appears it's going to be a clear line in the sand. This person, this Antichrist is Satan. And by giving allegiance, you're letting the world know that you're marked. And that's how you know. It's a clear decision you're making. You know the cost. This is where you're going to separate a lot of the wheat from the chaff. Just a personal opinion, this could be part of the great falling away. Hey, I thought these were Christians. Mm -mm. If you're not willing to give up your life for Christ, doesn't mean you're not going to fear. One of the things you know for certain, if you're not willing to give up your life for what you believe, what do you believe? Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the second part of this fiery message from Pastor Shane titled, The Unholy Trinity 666 Revelation 13. Matthew 6.24 tells us that no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and the world. Today, Pastor Shane sounds the alarm and is shaking both sleepy believers and unbelievers alike to wake up. There is a right side and a wrong side. The question is, will you spend eternity with God or an eternal torment without Him? Listen up right now. Choose this day whom you will serve. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman. The book of Acts, they burnt all those books of magic and witchcraft and spells. It was a very positive thing. So they're going to put a little clip, Pastor Shane is for book burning. The right books. I even felt convicted. You know, when I, had, when I came back to the Lord, I had all these old CDs. Anybody relate? Back when maybe vinyl records for you. Or the infamous 8-track. Remember the 8-track? <laughs> Shoving in that thing. I still remember camping in the high Sierra mountains. My mom would just get that, hang, that, that John Denver 8-track. <laughs> Country road, take me home. To a place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama. Take me home, country road. But I was convicted. I was going to donate them. I'll never forget because they were giving like $2 a CD. And I had like 300 I mean, everything from, you know, all the whoever back then. And I'm like, Lord, $600? Like, trash those things. Nobody should be listening. You shouldn't promote that to someone else. Like, and, I, and I threw away half, and I kept half, and I'm like, God, dang, this is painful. And finally, you know, but there's, there's something about you don't pass on things that are destructive to others. And man was charged for ripping down the satanic monument in Iowa. God forbid. You can burn up our cities during COVID. And you can tear... Do you know that how many BLM protesters are got paid by our government? Yeah. Yeah. What? 
you guys have lost your mind. So see, we, if you've ever not known what the verse means, woe be to those who call evil good and evil good, well, guess what? You have a front row seat on exactly what they were. T- so the Antichrist spirit is here. The Bible talks about anything that is against Christ. It is anti-Christ. That's what the word means, against Christ. So we have the Antichrist spirit is here alive and well. And it is getting more sick and more perverted. And that kind of what, what, what alarms me is when I was growing up as a kid to now, it's like, what happened? Leave it to Beaver to, you know, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and dating shows, reality shows that are stench in the nostrils of God? How far have we drifted? And what's, what's also alarming is how many Christians now are watching what it normally would have been shocking. If you would have shown this stuff 25 years, 30 years, they would have shocked Christians. Oh my goodness. But now we've been desensitized. Revelation 13. Took me 20 minutes to get here. <laughs> then I stood at the sand of the sea. Remember, John is exiled on this island known as Patmos. And he is there. Did you know most of your Bible is written from prison? Or a lot of it. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. The feet were like feet of, of a bear, and his mouth was like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. So we see the dragon giving this beast some authority. And as we're going to go, we're going to see another beast. And that's why I call it the unholy trinity. Kim, I don't know if we have that image that shows that a little bit. It might help people understand as we go through this book. The unholy trinity, look at that compared to the, the, the true trinity. The Father, Satan, the Son, the Antichrist, the Holy Spirit, the false prophet. So Satan has the unholy trinity. And what I did, we can go back to Revelation 13. I actually, this, this whole week, that day it rained, it was incredible. I, from 3 a.m. to 10 a.m., I just sat on the couch and worked on this message, worked on the article, and it was just, a lot of the things I'm going to share with you just were on my own heart. But then, of course, I looked at commentary, commentaries because you have to, you can't just, oh, you know, I've got this new truth. No, it's, if it's new, it's not true. And so you look at, at commentaries and other men who've studied Scripture who can speak Greek and Hebrew and see what they, how they dissect the word and the phrase and the sentence structure. But the first question that comes up often is, why all the symbolism? There's this figure rising out of the sea. And most agree that this, this person is rising out of a sea of humanity. Not necessarily the water like you're seeing some creature come out of the, the ocean. Oh, look at that in the Pacific Ocean. What is that? So the Bible will use, especially in Revelation, and what's interesting, if you ever get time, <laughs> look up how many times the Old Testament is mentioned in Revelation. It's hundreds. So John goes back, grabs from the Torah, or Septuagint was at that point. But he grabs from Old Testament imagery, clouds, darkness. And a lot of times when we think, oh, the, the stars are going to fall, they're actually maybe not going to actually fall. 
If you look at the Old Testament, what that means, with the, the God's judgment is coming in. Even it's, it's so cataclysmic that even the stars fall, the red, the sun becomes black, the moon becomes red. And, and if you look at what that means in the Old Testament, you can see, oh, this is what this could mean. And so it is challenging because what's literal and what is figurative? What is metaphor? What's a simile? <laughs> and it used to, man, I used to pound my radio sometimes. When, remember Bill O'Reilly? He goes, you guys, you take the Bible literally. You know, and I'm like, oh, if I could just talk to this guy. And he would give examples. I'm like, yeah, oh, man, yes, it's not supposed to be taken literally. And the, well, who determines it? You guys, well, the context. It's, not, it's actually not too hard to, to understand what is, I mean, did tears of, of, a river of tears flow out of Jeremiah's brain? Like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? I'm sorry. There's water everywhere. The right hand of God. There, the, so the Bible will use image, imagery that we can understand to relate. And so that's the only way to express what's going on is John has this incredible vision and sees this, this leader, this person coming out, out, out of the, the sea of humanity. And so it's the Satan, the Antichrist and the false prophet, we will soon see. But Satan, it looks like, gives him unholy gifts. Isn't it interesting how the Holy Spirit works too? Compared to this unholy holy trinity and seven heads may mean leadership and direction with the horns meaning strength and authority because again if you look over into the old testament the horn of my salvation what does that mean or they the horn what it represent the horns of the altar and so you look at all these things which would be a whole series on itself uh the old testament and revelation and then we see handing over sovereignty uh, something is coming up right now. I don't know if you, how many of you are following this, um, but uh, good old Biden is considering signing, o- signing over our sovereignty. I think they're voting on it in May. That's why we're contacting centers to the World Health Organization in case there's a global pandemic. So if there's ever issued a global pandemic, then the World Health Organization would tell America how to, uh, to conduct itself. It hasn't passed, and at first I thought, no, this is, that's crazy, and then, you know, conspiracy. And so the more you research it, the more people I read, uh, followed up with, I followed the American de- de- uh, defense attorneys or defend, uh, ADA, um, and read their, and it's like, wow, this is, the, this is scary. Because who, who, who determines, hey, the world says we're in a lockdown? You know, and so you can see how this one world leader could raise his ugly head here shortly and God often uses pestilence and famine and enemies to judge his people are you saying Shane we're the same people as Israel no I think there's different application I think obviously theocracy and how God ruled Israel I think now under Christianity there's differences but I do believe there's a lot of scriptures talking about if a nation honors God if her people honors God that God will do such and such but he will use pestilence, famine, and enemies to judge his people. Any of those sound familiar right now? I hope all of you realize that not everyone coming into the border is nice and needy and genuine. That's just, that's just the truth. And I get it every time I mention this, people are like, I can't believe you said that. Christians are supposed to, to help those in need. And the sojourner, yes, me as a Christian. Yeah, 
If you said there's a family, they're home. Yeah, that's what we do. The government doesn't do that, folks. Read Romans 12. The, the gov- then we, we, what we do is we apply all these scriptures to an individual, to the government. Turn the other cheek to Russia. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Don't do this. Don't do that. Jesus, what would Jesus do? He wasn't running the government yet. The government sits upon his shoulder, the final authority. So how a government acts, according to God's word, is to be a restrainer of evil. And to do that, they're going to do things that I couldn't do as a Christian. They're supposed to. Pin drop. Revelation 13, 3 through 4. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded. So somehow, some way, this creature, which obviously is a person, he is going to be mortally wounded and then healed. And all the world will marvel and follow the beast. It's so funny. And, and I do believe as we progress in uh, our theology, or and not progress in our theology, I shouldn't say it, but as, we, as time goes by, we are able to, to look at prophecy, I think, with a little bit better accuracy than some people. Because we've seen Israel become a nation. We've seen how, because reading commentaries, I think like, uh, I mean, if you read the Geneva Study Bible that the pilgrims brought over before the King James Version was, was um, it, it's actually a funny read what they talk about, and wow, these guys, hardcore. But then also like um, uh, Matthew Henry, have any of you read his commentary? It's old, it's like, I think George Whitfield read it in the 1700s, so it's probably close to 400 years old. And what they talk about, it's like there's no way there's no way, how can the world see all this? That's not even possible. And so they'll, they'll turn it and they'll, they'll say what they think, but they didn't know about the internet. By the way, do you know people crossing the border are getting phones? And do you know who they're voting for? Any connection there? You think, I mean, uh, Africa and even, even poor areas have these phones. They're getting, and so you can see how, oh, this could, <laughs> this could definitely play out the, the whole, and the whole world doesn't mean every single person. It means, though, the very large majority. And the world marveled because he had been healed of this. So something has to happen that is just completely miraculous. So they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worship the beast saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? So this person rises up and the world begins to follow him they marvel and follow again wounded literally or it could be geographically Um, we don't know exactly what this one world system is i'm actually kind of concerned with ai i mean it can make you your face on this person talk your word you know saying this and and all these computer generated they call it the deep fake now have you heard of that where you can actually literally impersonate someone and with ai who knows where this will go that's artificial intelligence here's why ai may be extremely dangerous by tamlin hunt the idea that this stuff could actually get smarter than people i thought was way off obviously i no longer think that said jeffrey hinton one of google's top artificial intelligence scientists in testing gpt4 it 
performed better than 90% of human test takers on the bar exam. We won't be able to simply hit the off switch because the super intelligent AI will have thought of every possible way that we might do that and take action to prevent being shut off. Now, I don't completely understand. I don't think anybody does. I mean, a computer cannot be like a person. God created us with the emotion, the thinking, the mind. The mind, if you, if you study what they call um, you know, neuroscience and, and and uh, follow Dr. Huberman sometimes from, I think, Stanford. On the, and the brain is so complex. It's amazing. I still don't know how these guys can think, believe in evolution. There's no God. It's just so, he does, and I think he's coming around. But, um, but they do all this programming into this, this huge computer system. And the algorithms, and, the, and we, we don't know what could happen. It could be very, very dangerous. This could play a role in end times uh, uh, theology, absolutely. So could they follow this AI-generated leader? And We don't know. We do know what to watch out for if we're here. I guess if we're not here, then we don't have to. You know what? For those of you who don't think we're here, just go like this. <laughs> but actually, you might need to pass the CD on to others who will be here. So we find here from this, the remnant will not follow, the remnant will not follow this Antichrist. And I gave a lot of references there. These people worship the dragon, but follow the beast. So isn't that interesting? They're worshiping the dragon, like Satan, which is spiritual, but they're following the beast, which is a literal person. And so both things will take place. And there will be no such thing as neutral worship during this time. Because right now, even in the past, you can kind of, kind of stay neutral, right? You know, we don't know where a person's at. But the more things come out, and what we saw, especially during COVID, and with all these other LGBTQ issues or um, on the abortion industry and all the, the churches that are, that are silent and condoning versus those who are, do you see the divide going on? And, you know, at what point will you have to pledge your allegiance to either God or the world system? It's not unheard of. Remember Rome under Caesar Nero? Nero was his name, Caesar was his title. Or we see throughout history that you'd have to give allegiance. Hell Caesar. In Nazi Germany, there was no more neutral worship or neutral allegiance they worship the beast. Same thing happens now when Satan elevates an athlete or an entertainer. <laughs> Uh-oh, let that sink in. Think about that. Satan elevates someone, and we run into somebody. I run into LeBron James in the airport. Oh my goodness, I, can't, I couldn't contain myself. Look at all that old footage with Elvis. Those women, man. And guys do the same thing with their favorite athlete, right? Or their, their, their favorite singer. And, and Satan can be working in these people often demonically. And then we begin to worship what he's doing. Think about all these people are going to tell people who to vote for at some point. You don't think Taylor Swift's going to come out and tweet her favorite candidate? 
that the, the, the enemy uses, and God uses people too as well, praise God for that, but we're not to worship them. That's the difference. Never worship a person. They are fallen just like you and just like me. Revelation 13, 5-6. And he was given a mouth, so now he has a voice, speaking what? Great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. And again, this would take a while again to break down the three and a half year period, and I'll get to it as we, as we go throughout Revelation. But then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God. So for those believers who are here, this will not be hard to uh, spot. And I know a lot of people sometimes get worried. I don't, I don't want to accidentally take the mark of the beast. <laughs> Trust me, you will not, according to the Bible, it will not be an accident. Oops. Oops. And that came up, and i got to be careful on the wording for radio and YouTube because they have little bots that go through and cancel Cancel your view to you, you. You you went against our standards, but for those on the radio, you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm putting something up against my shoulder, right? Twenty-one gauge. How many people were worried that that was the mark? I mean, I answered that question a lot. Now, could things like that be? Leading to, you can't go anywhere unless you have this thing. Possibly. Yeah, I, could see, I can see how things are going. You can't buy and sell. And I don't know how many of you caught that, but they were getting, L.A. County was getting pretty serious about this stuff. Can't come in our restaurant. Banks were counsel, counseling people. You know Nick Vichuka? I don't know. Probably, this is not a good last name. What is it? Lori, I knew you'd know. I can count. With no arms and legs? They said that his bank gave him 30 days to close his account. He can no longer bank with them. And I heard him and he was talking about he's starting his own bank. I wish they would. But see, why, what, you, no, now your bank's counseling you. And so we can see how the precursors are there. But it won't be, oops, I got this and now, I, now am I following Satan? No, it appears it's going to be a clear Lying in the sand. Listen, you need to go and, and do this in order to buy and sell. And we get to that next week. You need, you need to do this. And, and you need to give allegiance to you know, this, this person, this Antichrist, this Satan. And by giving allegiance, you're letting the world know that you're marked. Now, again, next week. On, on, and that's how you know. It's a clear decision you're making. You know the cost. This is where you're going to separate a lot of the wheat from the chaff. I ch- just a personal opinion, this could be part of the great falling away. Because this is when you're going to see, hey, we're, I thought these were Christians. Mm-mm. That's one good way. If you're not willing to give up your life for Christ, doesn't mean you're not going to fear. Doesn't mean you're not going to, you know, this is scary. Yeah, but Lord, it, but one, of the, one of the things you know for certain, if you're not willing to give up for your life for what you believe, what do you believe? Calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine.
You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship.